If you've ever done a budget, you might have noticed the biggest challenge is sticking to it. In this episode, we're going to give you the steps to successfully create one in order to establish the habit of saving and then throw it away. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, everyone. This is CJ Burnett and Tom Seco. We're financial advisors, owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and the hosts of this podcast, the Smarter Vet Podcast. Our mission is to provide education to veterinarians so they can get clarity, take control, feel confident, and experience contentment in their finances. For those of you listening for the first time, you know, we have a lot of other resources available on our website, complimentary race CEs, assessments, videos, articles. Whenever you get a moment, go to our website, go take a look at them. They're all available for you if you ever want to sign up for a CE event. So in our previous episode, we introduced the concept of the WCA, the Wealth Coordination Account. If you're now saving 20%, then you can say bye-bye to your budget. If you want, although there are some people like Tom who, you know, I think he got, the, so you got to like 20% savings and then like you still budget, right? Uh, I've been, I've been like seven years strong, like at least once a week, <laughs> I've been tracking my spending. It's uh it's actually starting to get more elaborate as the weeks go on. It seems like <laughs> you're such a nerd. <laughs> so, so if you're not a financial nerd um, and, and you're a, a veterinarian out there and you don't want to have a budget, you maybe, know, I mean, maybe you are a financial nerd and you're a veterinarian. I mean, you can be, you could Nothing be, Nothing says you can't. Like, I mean, I get it. Um, you know, I think the only reason why I'm not in the medical field, cause I can't do with blood, like blood makes me feel icky. So mm. I can't, it just, I can't animal blood, human blood doesn't matter if it's blood. It, I, I can't do it. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to, so, you know, I think the whole point of this episode is to say, oftentimes you got to start with the budget. You got to start with something and then work your way to the place where if you're saving 20%, then there's a chance that you can get away. You can actually throw away your budget. Like once you get to 20%, who cares what you do with the other 80? So for those of you that are saving 20% or want to get a better handle on where your money is going, we're going to introduce you to a few concepts in today's conversation. The first thing that we always want to take into consideration is around tracking spending. In order to get more awareness, we have to track it. Some of us, we tend to avoid it. And, you know, it's, we never want to, to look at it. It's like those skeletons in the closet. I know sometimes we'll have conversations with people and they're just like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> and the thing to keep in mind with some people, like there is a, you know, there, there is a limited amount of income that comes in each month. So the first thing that we're going to talk about today, and what we talk about very often with a lot of veterinarians is around tracking spending. So in order to really get the most control in our lives, we have to start somewhere. And I know there's probably some of you right now that are listening saying, no, please don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. And you don't have to, if you're saving 20% of your income, you could probably just get away with it. But if you want to do more, tracking spending is probably a really good place to start. And you know, the main purpose I would point out to begin with is that we all have a limited amount of income that comes in each month. If you're not understanding where it's going, you know, money can, you know, find places that it wants to go on its own. Like it will just, all of a sudden it's there. And then all of a sudden it does like the disappearing act like Houdini. And then it's like, oh my goodness, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Yeah. Like Starbucks. <laughs> like Starbucks yeah. is the magical, it's the Houdini of, of my financial life. Oh yeah. No, my, one of my crutches is uh, Best Buy. Uh, gosh, oh, Best yeah. Buy. 
I oh. try to leave my wallet in the car when I go into Best Buy. Although then, you know, you have the Apple Watch and yeah. that didn't help. And I'm sure for some of you ladies out there, maybe it's Nordstrom or some other different places like, oh man, there's dining out. Like those are some things, those are some of my vices. So if you're not very careful on it, like you can easily spend money and it just disappears. So if you track your spending, we know it's painful because of two reasons. One, because you have to actually take the time to do it. Now, we're going to give you some ideas, so hopefully that it's, it doesn't take too much of your time, give you some tips and tricks of, of what we've seen other people do. But the other reason why it's a little bit challenging is that it shows us so one of the reasons why budgeting and or having a spending plan or being aware of, of just where your money is going, one of the painful parts is that you got to actually do it, right? The other painful part is that it illuminates you where your money is going. And that may not be something that you really necessarily want to know, right? Because mm. it, it now forces us to know things and then we have to change it. And yes, it's painful. Yes, I know you're probably kind of upset at me and Tom for making this episode. But if you know, if you're you're finding yourself in that position, I can tell you 100% that it may seem like a nightmare. But I'm telling you, when you start doing it, and if you surround yourself with people that do it, it actually becomes a little bit of a little bit of fun. And, and it becomes very easy for you to do and it becomes natural. It's almost like, a, well, we'll get into more of this later on in the episode, but it does become a little bit more like a, like a lifestyle. Like it, you know, just like tracking your diet for people who are trying to lose weight or, you know, uh, people who are trying to learn a, learn a language. Like there's certain things that just become part of your, your, your habits, your lifestyle and things that you do every day. Now, if it helps us understand where our money is being spent, then it also allows us to redirect those dollars, right? So there might be places where you're spending money that you don't actually want to spend money and you want to redirect that money to somewhere else. So I remember a good example. I'll talk about this all the time. I've probably said it in three episodes at this point, but a lot of the time I like to not go to Starbucks and save up that money that I otherwise would have put to Starbucks and then put it towards a, a cruise for my family because we're big cruisers. We love to cruise. Right. So if, if you dedicate a little bit of time each day, then this actually becomes very simple, very easy, and it becomes uh, very empowering because now you have control over where your money is going. There are some challenges and pitfalls that you can run into. And one of them is just when we kind of like set it and forget it. And those automated systems that exist out there, like they can be good and bad. A lot of times uh, we find that sign up for the system, you let it do its thing. And then 30 days later, you look at it and it's like, oh, shoot. I shouldn't have spent so much money on that. Oh man, I, I've, I've probably, done that. Yeah, we've all done it, right? And it's like, you know, that, that aspect of, you know, assume you're going to do it, only going to do it for a month or so. Like, so the other side of this is, you know, when you track, it's something that you have to, you have to make that lifestyle decision to now I'm going to be engaged in what I'm doing. I'm really going to want to understand how, how I'm spending money and what can I do to, you know, just get a little bit better, just every little day trying to tweak it trying to figure out, am I spending where I want money to go? Am I saving what I want to be doing? And we're going to jump down a little bit more and just in a couple minutes, we're going to talk more a little bit about the two different thought processes of how you could go around spending money and saving money and everything else. So you say something about how it needs dedication. And I think it's important to recognize that when you dedicate yourself to this, you're really dedicating yourself to yourself. Like this is something that is meant to help you help you help yourself in knowing where your stuff is going and being able to save money. Because remember, the ultimate goal here is to, is to have enough money where you can choose not to work if, if you don't want to, right? You can have the freedom to be able to pay your bills and not have to do anything and have the control over what you want to do next in your life. 
Right. Now, some reasons for tracking spending, you know, you might be tired of living paycheck to paycheck. Like if you're, if you're so over it, living paycheck to paycheck, I can tell you for most veterinarians that we've met with, they, they make enough income to be able to pay their bills and save and do the things that they want to do. And so, you know, most, most veterinarians don't have an income problem. They really have uh, uh, just a, a general like lack of control over their cash flow. And so, you know, if you're tired of living paycheck to paycheck, dedicate yourself to yourself. You don't, another reason for tracking spending is you don't want to be broke for the rest of your life. Like you don't want to be living paycheck to paycheck. In our previous episode, we talked about how, you know, if you're living paycheck to paycheck now and you're never able to actually save and get ahead financially, then there's a good chance that you're going to be living paycheck to paycheck in retirement as well, right? And, and always hoping that that social security check isn't coming late. Another reason that you want to track spending is because you don't know how much you're, going to, you're actually spending. You might actually be going into credit card debt right now and not aware that that's actually happening because you're, you're not paying attention to it, right? I know so many people, especially whenever they, they got out of college and they started making an income and they didn't, they didn't realize the limitation of their income and they started spending money because they were like, well, I'm, I'm working now. I have income. I can, I can do the things that I want to do. And next thing you know, they're drowning in credit card debt. Ouch. Yeah. So the, the reasons we're tracking, like, you know, you might have your own reason. Those are some that we've identified. And, you know, two different main ways that we talk about tracking your spending and being able to just enjoy life a little bit more, being able to save, pay off debt. And the first one is what we call a budget. And the second one is what we call a spending plan. And you might sit there and be thinking to yourself, like, aren't they the same thing? And we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit more about that as we get a little further in this episode. Uh, but the first one that we're going to let's j- jump into is what we call a budget. If you're not doing anything right now and you feel like your time is just so restricted, you know, this is the best place to start. Like if you aren't doing anything, you're basically going to put boundaries on yourself. Think of it like uh, if you've ever gone bowling before, I'm sure most of you have. I know I have. CJ has too. You're basically putting, uh, it's like when you put those, the lanes in the gutters so you don't have to throw a gutter ball. Like that's what you want to like, consider with your budget. Those are, those are the best. Yeah. You, well, then you could still though throw a ball. And then get a gutter. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're that talented, if you're that talented to have the bumpers up, maybe it ends up in the other lane. I mean, it's never happened to me, but I'm sure it's happened to somebody. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think it's happened to me a couple of times or not. And then <laughs> it's so funny how that happens. So, but yeah, I you know like with, with a budget, the, the main thing that with a budget, why it works for some people and other people, it doesn't. But the main thing is that it's strict and it's meant to create limits. So like every single time, like every month, every week, every day, if you want to, if you're even an hour by hour person, I don't know who you are, but whatever works for you is that you determine the amount that you want to spend on different categories. So it could be things like going out to eat, shopping, maybe you have a Starbucks addiction and you like coffee. I love my Nespresso. I drink a lot of Nespresso every day, but basically you're determining like, I'm only going to spend so much on this every single, every single week, every single month. And then when the money's gone, the money's gone. Like, and then it has to restart again the next month. So you're basically, you're creating a, a limit to yourself. You spend it and then you stop. Which this is like, I think oftentimes the, the hardest thing to do is to, is to actually create a budget because it's always, you know, you're trying to figure out how to restrict yourself from spending. Well, and that's where, yeah. where credit cards can get a little bit dangerous too, because it's just the, uh, there's like that detachment from what we spend 
compared yeah. to what's really happening. So you just, <laughs> you bring yeah. that piece of plastic around with you and it's like, it's this much, ma'am, this much, sir. Okay, sure. I'll just yeah. I'll think about this, it later. The swipe, the swipe feels the same. Yep. Yeah. Or the chip, but in the chip is done. Well, and I think the simplest system when it comes to budgeting is that envelope system, right? So you might've heard of that where people create envelopes and then, you know, an envelope for groceries, an envelope for gas, an envelope for this, right? Sometimes it works for some people. I think that's a very small amount of people out there that it works, but you know, it's really hard to keep it simple and it's really hard to uh, make it so that you, you know, you don't run out of money. Sometimes using envelopes works well, like week to week instead of month to month. Right. Because then, you know, it's obviously it's easier to budget yourself in a seven day period than it is for a 30 day period. 30 days is a long time. It is. You know, like it's, uh, it's, I mean, that's a really long time to try to like stick to a budget. So well, it's, it's like, it's so long, but it's also so short. Like, I know, right. especially like with the way days have been going too. I feel, <laughs> I feel yeah. like the, the days are just, they're evaporating. It almost feels like, but you know, it, it can seem like a lot. Well, what's a, what's that phrase? Uh, the, the, the years are, sh- the years are short, but the days are long. Mm, yes. I think is, I think that's is, the phrase. Someone said that to me one day and I was like, oh man, that is, that is <laughs> so true. Like, I'm like, where'd the year go? But then like, I can't remember, you know. I, I'm, I think it's nine o'clock in the morning and it's like noon. Right. So day goes by really fast. The second part, the second thing that you can do is what they call a spending plan. So this is the more advanced way to understand where money is going. This is probably, this is what most people do that are, that we've seen to be very successful. It's also known as a zero sum budget. It's basically where you make, you make a budget but in that budget right now, you're using it more of as, as a spending plan. You're viewing it differently. And you're making, instead of saving what's left over, you're making savings an expense. So right. we talked about in our last episode, the wealth coordination account, right? Where you have an account where, you, you know, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. Because this, this episode is going to make not enough sense. Go back and listen to the previous episode if you haven't. But, you know, by making savings an expense and paying yourself in the future, and making that be a be a, a an actual thing that you pay, you would never send in your mortgage payment, and then like three days later go, oh, you know what? I needed that to pay my credit card, and then call your mortgage company and say, hey, can you guys send me that that two thousand dollars back? Because I, I really needed that to pay off credit. Like Oops. you wouldn't do that, right? Like who would do? Like no one would do that. That would be the re- most ridiculous thing to even imagine someone who would who would want to actually do that. But yet. All the time, people save money. They put it in an account and then they, they call themselves up in the future and they say, hey, you know, I know, uh, I know that I, I put that aside for you, but I'm going to need that for my credit. Like you got to see, see savings as an expense. You, it's gone. It's not, it's not yours anymore. It's your future yours, right? And so, you know, go back and listen to the previous episode if you didn't, if you didn't listen to it already um, because I think that, that oftentimes is what people use to be, most successful when we've we've noticed people to be very successful with using that to create the habit of saving. Funny enough, you, some of you might already be, be using that, that savings as an expense concept. You might already be applying that to your financial life. You have no, but you have no idea. Are you ready? Are you ready for, to, to hear this? Cause there are so many people that we meet that are actually doing this, but they're just, they're doing it. It's killing me here, CJ. I know. I, yeah. Well, I mean, I got I don't have a drum, so I got I don't have a drum for a drum roll. So I got to make this, <laughs> make this <laughs> longer. So sometimes people will actually use their 401k in this way by accident. Right. Money comes out of their paycheck. They never see it. It never makes it into their checking account. It never gets on their plate to consume. 
it never gets in danger to be spent, right? So sometimes, you know, putting money in a 401k is, is easy and it is, it is a, a way of expensing your savings, right? Because you, you, you've effectively put that into another account that you're not going to use, that you see designated for your future self. And you're not gonna, you're not gonna raid your 401k unless you like really, really, really need it because there's a 10% penalty typically and you, know, you gotta pay the taxes on it. Right, well, and the main thing with the spending plan is there is, it's really the shift in mindset of how you view it. So going back really like a budget versus a spending plan, you know, spending plan being that more advanced way because what we're gonna be doing instead of just creating limitations, what we want to do is start directing dollars to where, where we find meaning from them. So as we're, we create certain limitations or certain ballparks of what we believe that we want to spend on different areas. And, uh, from there, what we would do is if we start reaching that limit, so like, let's say you're dining out and uh, you've reached that limit, then you start looking at the other categories because you keep track of what you're doing on a very consistent basis. Well, what you can do is then shift money from that other category. So let's say it was from, I don't know, shopping. You could then take money from your shopping category and then put it into your dining out category. And what that does is it gives you a lot more flexibility on how you go back and forth. And it's not like, you know, the budget, if, if you're to the part where you're just like, I'm, just, I, I have, I'm horrible with money. I just need a simple way of doing it. That might be the best place for you to start. If you want to just become more in tune and you want to understand what's possible and what's available there for you, it's always great to start with a spending plan because, well, then you're actually, you get a little bit more in tune. And this, what's interesting with the the spending plan is when people start doing it six, maybe 12 months later, uh, our, our, our clients will be shopping at Target or, or somewhere. And then all of a sudden they start thinking about us and they're like, I don't know if I should spend money on those categories anymore. And it kind of like makes them second they give a second think about what they're doing. Yeah, and they and they tell us they tell us about it. They're like, oh, you know, I almost bought, <laughs> I almost bought this thing, and then I thought about you guys, and we're like, gosh, are we that? Are we those people in their life? Like, are we? <laughs> like, I mean, it's kind of a good thing. I kind of feel proud, but then I'm also like, man, I'm also like stopping them from like enjoying their life as much. <laughs> yeah, I know it, it can be that way. So, well, anyway, with all this, you know, you got a budget, you have a spending plan. I would say that the most effective way of doing any of this, like if you're going to go with an automated type system, as we were talking about earlier, make sure you're looking at it like every day, like create a habit of doing it. But the most successful way of doing it is through a manual track. You know, the manual tracker is something that if you don't have one, we actually do have a great resource available to you. Uh, right now, if you want to write this down, I'll also include it in the description. If you go to tracker.flvet advisors with an o.com you'll be able to get access to our cash flow tracker and at the same time cool thing about it is we have a tutorial that you can literally sit there and understand more of the the mindset behind it how to use it simple excel tracker but a lot of people find it to be very helpful for them if you really have enjoyed our episodes and you're getting a lot of information from this you know we could really use your support you know rate us review us you know show us some love even if you want to send us a comment through our website just to say hey we love your love your podcast we'd love some feedback from you this is CJ Burnett. And this is Tom Seco. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. 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 Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.
CJ Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Submission number 2023-151236 expires February of 2025.